0: How do you know if something is a good thing or a God thing in your life? And what does it actually look like to allow God's Word to direct your path? In today's episode, you're going to hear how the Bible can bring clarity, encouragement, and revelation when you need it the most. So lean in, ladies, because the guests on today's podcast have not just learned how to read their Bibles, but they have let their Bibles read them. The experiences that they've had with God are going to blow your mind and inspire you to open up God's Word with consistency and expectation. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband, Todd, and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I just want to thank you for joining in today. I just know how valuable and precious your time is, and so I am so honored that you had invested here as part of our community. Hey, in last week's episode, I had a conversation with my good friend, Emma Mullins. She's an Aussie-born actor. Radio announcer, recording artist, and pastor. She's amazing. And her Australian accent, I could listen to it all day. But Emma shared her story about finding purpose and hope in a really dark season. And today I have two of my very favorite people with me to dive deeper into that conversation and really unpack some of the truths that we talked about last week. I have with me today one of my dearest friends my mentor, a legend here at Christ Fellowship, Joy Bray. Joy, so glad to have you with me today. Thank
1: you, Julie. It's great to be here. I
0: love it. I love it too. Hey, how long have you been on team here at Christ Fellowship? It has been 15 wow. years in July. Wow. Yes. And you guys came on just as Todd and I were transitioning That's into correct. being senior pastors. Yes. And I don't know what we would have done without you. How long have you and Don, Pastor Don been married? 59 years. Wow. Yep. 59 years. I yep. always think it's like 51 because I think it was last year we celebrated your 50th. But time is going by. It does. So quickly. And you have one great grandbaby yes wow and yes. she and he lives here so it's really fun it's to wonderful to see He's almost
1: two we'll celebrate his wow. second birthday soon so that's
0: amazing and then on this side of the table i have natalie who yes. actually she has babies the same age as your
2: grandbaby, right yeah and, i actually have a fun fact yes is that maddie your granddaughter and i went on a mission trip together in college that's and, true. and we joke all the time now who would have thought all these years later we'd I both know. moved to south florida I and know. the same church. That's I incredible. Know. That's incredible. That is a fun fact. <laughs> it wow. is a fun
0: fact. I love that. So you're actually like, then Joy is like spiritual yeah, granddaughter. I, I yeah, you I call her. myself yeah. that. That's what
2: she <laughs> prays. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well,
0: you know, Natalie, you and Jonathan just stepped out a little bit ago. You are our campus pastors at our latest greatest campus yes.
2: westlake campus how's it going out there oh it's been amazing we are seeing so many god stories you know we've been talking about theographies in yeah. these past seasons god stories being rewritten on people's lives but we just had a sisterhood hang not yes. too long ago got the ladies together for a time of encouragement and i love seeing the community being built out there
0: wow that's so great i love it and you and jonathan are just hitting it out of the park i Thank love you. it so well it's so fun to have you know I think all three generations, we kind of are covering a lot of territory here around this table. But, you know, last week we, we had this conversation. I had a conversation with Emma, who I just adore, and I know you all do, too. Um, but we had this conversation about how she found hope and purpose during a really, really dark time in her life. And I was just wondering, if maybe you could share a little bit, maybe, Natalie, you first. Um no. Just about what hit home, what really struck you in that conversation.
2: Yeah, I really related to a lot of her story at the beginning of the episode. She was talking about her mom passing away and this struggle of being raised in the church and you know hearing about God moving, reading these Bible stories, even seeing it in other people's lives, but not seeing it in her own life. Yeah, And the, the grief and the abuse she had to go through and just really related to that in my own story of I remember those times where I'm like, God, I read about you. Doing these amazing things, you know, parting the sea and raising people from the dead, but I don't see that in my own life Mm -hmm. yet. And just so related to her journey of starting to see God's hand in her life. And I love what she said: that none of your story is wasted, Mm -hmm. right? None of it's wasted. That God is is Mm -hmm. redeeming all of it. And she reminded me so much. There's this story in the book of Luke. Where this woman comes and she's known as the sinful woman in scripture, but she comes to Jesus and anoints him yeah. with her tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's said of her that those are who are forgiven much love much. Right. And I just heard that all throughout Emma's story. Mm-hmm. They've just, you said it, her light that she carries when she talks, I'm just like, that is a free woman. Right. Talking. Right. Like she is free right. from her past. And just was so reminded of that verse that those who are forgiven much love much and I think that so many of our listening community, you know, could have stayed on the the outsides in guilt and shame, mm-hmm. but have been forgiven much and they love Jesus much and are on a, a lifelong journey to not let their story be wasted. Right. But step into freedom. That's so good. There's another
0: story in in Luke about the prodigal son. Yeah. And I was reading it this week and I it just struck me, I don't know, like never before, that that he was already a son. Wow and it this was not a a lost person that walked away yeah it was someone that was already had sonship and I was thinking about Emma's story and so many of our stories how how Emma wasn't an unsaved person who didn't know who God was she she was a prodigal daughter right she was already a daughter and and what god had for her it wasn't about where she was going to spend her eternity it was about how he wanted to impact her everyday life it wasn't Mm -hmm. just about her eternal life but just the the daily abundant life that he wanted to give her and and the difference between being saved and being free and she is just truly
1: free i love that i love that joy what kind of stood out for you I loved her story, too, and I totally identified with the first part because I grew up in church. I was born in church, practically, because my father was a preacher, and unlike her, I never really—I gave my heart to Jesus when I was nine years old, and unlike her, I did not actively walk away from God, even though I saw a lot of stuff in the church that bothered me, and I—but inside, I buried all of that— that negativity and and wounds from my childhood. I mean, I just buried them down deep and didn't talk about them, didn't think about them. <clears throat> and outwardly, when we took our first pastorate in Michigan, I was twenty three years old and I was this smiling young pastor's wife, and everybody thought I was as like, we do, yes, as eh, we do, yes, <laughs> and smiled up a storm and played the piano and everything else mm-hmm. and that I was supposed to do. And but inwardly, I was a hot mess. Wow, I was just emotionally, I was trying to be a perfect pastor's wife, I was trying to please everybody, which is really not possible, as I soon discovered. Mm -hmm. I I was thinking all kinds of negative thoughts about myself, and it was just exhausting. And I love that when she said, healing is a process, a renewing of the mind. Mm -hmm. And you know, it takes time for fruit to grow. Mm -hmm. And it takes time for the Holy Spirit to really heal us so that we can bear that fruit. Mm -hmm and God healed me. It took a long time, actually, for God to heal me. I'll tell you later how old I am, but not right now. (laughs) Anyway, He has gradually healed me through different means, through reading good books, therapy, through immersing myself in God's Word. I do remember two specific times when the Holy Spirit just drastically changed me, like overnight. The first time was when I was sitting in my chair where I usually have my quiet time, and I was feeling really down about myself. And self-pity and all that stuff. And it was like I heard an audible voice of the Holy Spirit saying, Joy, you are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. And when I heard those words spoken over me, for the first time, I really understood God's unconditional love. I didn't have that growing up. And it just overwhelmed me. And I was just overwhelmed by the love of God. And that has stayed with me so powerfully, Julie. And the second time was when I had just attended a retreat, of, and they were talking about our mothers. And my mother didn't die. I had an amazing mother. She didn't die when I was young, but she was manic depressive. And so for most of my childhood, she was not there. She was not available. Mm-hmm. And I never had really thought about it as a negative thing. But um, I was crying on the floor, and the Holy Spirit, I said, what, am, what is the matter with me? And the Holy Spirit revealed that I was grieving a wow. loss of mothering in my life Mm. when I was a child, you know, when I needed it the most. And so I just let myself grieve. And then again, God spoke to me in an audible voice and said, I said, what do you, what do I do now? And he said, rise and be healed. (laughs) Come on. And actually, that's what happened. I just, he healed that deep wound. And you know, what happened too is that the Holy Spirit had so many mothering qualities, nurturing and correcting and encouraging. And I realized from that point on that I did have a mother, the <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, who was with me all yeah. the time and would never, ever leave and never be unavailable. Wow! So, you know, I just love the way he—he he didn't send me a man in the car, although he sent me a very good man. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but He, I love the way the Holy Spirit works individually in our lives, yes. bringing that healing and wholeness that is a process. Mm-hmm. That— I mean, I'm a little stunned right
0: now just because of just the goodness of God. Yes. Right. There's a scripture that says in his presence is fullness of joy. Yes. And one of the things Emma said was um, that she had been running for so long and what she thought she missed was the presence of her mother. And what she was really missing was the presence of God yes. and the Holy Spirit. And what you just said, yes. like the Holy Spirit, both of those times that he spoke to you, you were in His presence one time. You were in His presence by yourself, mm-hmm. and He spoke to you in that in that quiet place. Mm-hmm. And the second time, you were at a retreat with people, where the manifest presence of God was there. Mm-hmm. And that that is so many times we we feel like we're missing one thing, but in His presence there is fullness of joy, and for it. you, literally fullness <laughs> of joy, right? Yeah. He wanted to fill you and complete you and heal you. That's just so beautiful. I. I love that. And that's what he has for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as, we, as we follow him and, and recognize that, that he will fill every gap and every space. And even in the dark places, we can, we can count on him. Okay, so I'm going to turn a little bit of a corner here. You know, last week when we were talking, we were talking about the difference between the good things— and the god things right the good things that that we may desire and then god things in our lives and and how to really discern between the two as we're making decisions as we're walking out our faith and and i'd love to hear from you just how god's word has helped you determine the difference between the good things so i'll start with you joy
1: okay <laughs> I loved it when she said, ask God to put amplifiers on his whispers. Mm-hmm. And so in order to know the difference between good and God's things, mm-hmm. I, I've often asked him to put amplifiers on. And he has. And the different junctions in our lives when we've had to make major life choices, we have fasted and prayed together. But then I've also asked God for a confirmation. I need a, more than a whisper, mm-hmm. not just I think this is God, but I really need to know. Mm-hmm. And he knows that about me. Right. And so he's been very specific. When we'd been in our first pastorate for three years, we felt like it was time to leave. And we didn't know why or where, but we just felt so clearly that that we had to go. And <clears throat> I remember the morning before Don said he was going to tell the congregation that we were leaving, and they would be shocked. I said, God, I just really need a word. And I was preparing my high school Sunday school class, and we were going through the book of Acts. And as I was down there that morning that he was going to give the goodbye speech, I read the part where Paul was leaving Ephesus. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've been here for three years. We had been there for three years. Years. Wow, And now I'm going to entrust you to God who can give you all that you need in my absence because he was going to Jerusalem. And I was like, oh, this is it. And I ran, literally ran upstairs mm-hmm. and said, Don, you have to read this to the congregation because this is God's confirmation that he really is calling us out. Mm-hmm. And, and then we were called to Papua New Guinea to be yeah. missionaries. And I'm not even a camper, so I was like, what are you doing, God? I really need to know that this is you. I said, God, I need to hear your voice. And he gave us a promise for our time in Papua New Guinea, and it was from Isaiah 55, which is one of my favorite scripture passages, where he says, the mountains and hills and the trees of the field, which would be the rainforest to us, and all the world around you will rejoice. This miracle will make the Lord's name very great and be an everlasting sign of God's power and love. Mm -hmm. And that promise that He gave us made me actually love the time there in Mm -hmm. so many ways. I didn't even worry about the camping part of it and doing all the stuff that I'd never done before because, (laughs) you know, it was just the place where God knew and He was going to bring about His glory. And then the next part, I'll do one more. And that was when we were, our son was born and he had to have some special education. So we were redirected back to the States and we had two good choices. One was in an urban setting and one was in a very tiny Indiana town. And the reason we were relocating was because of his education. So it made sense to go to the city location. However, we felt drawn to the little town in the middle of Indiana. (laughs) And so the Lord gave me this verse, For the mountains may depart, and the hills disappear, but my kindness shall not leave you. Mm -hmm. This is from Isaiah 54. And you know that Indiana doesn't have very many mountains. No, Mm -mm. And so I just felt confirmed. And God provided for our son Mm -hmm. with a state-of-the-art developmental center in the middle of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And who knew? God knew.
0: Yes, you did. Before I move on from that, because Papua New Guinea, like, if you don't know anything about it, Google it, right? <laughs> but but how long were you actually there? Well, we were there for
1: two four year terms.
0: Yes. So and, you were there eight years. Yes. Correct. Yes, you did not correct. like camping?
1: No. And, and you were
0: in yes. Yes,
1: yes. So we went way back in the interior where there had they had only seen anybody other than their own tribal people mm-hmm. for it had just been opened like two years before that. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything was brand new. Yes, yes, and uh, you yeah. know, it was like severe camping. What yes. do they call it? <laughs> it's, it was not glamping, rustic. girls. Rustic. This was yeah, very this was, rustic. None of the glamping. No, no glamping. There was no
0: FaceTime. <laughs> no, no Google. No, you know, no,
1: no, no, no internet. No
0: telephone. Mm-hmm. No, not much running water. No. I mean, except for um, at the site you were at. But and then you had did you, how many? Did you have one baby or two babies over there?
1: We had, I had both of my sons were, born in, sons were born in Papua New Guinea. Yes. Yes. And
0: you gave birth to children there.
1: You're amazing. So <laughs> you
0: needed a word from the Lord to be I able did. to have yeah. babies I did. in,
2: in yes. New Guinea. So yes. As I was thinking about this good and better concept, it yeah. reminded me of Mary and Martha's story mm-hmm. in Luke chapter 10. And if you're not familiar with this story, that they're sisters and Jesus is at their house and Martha is busy and she's doing a really good thing. Mm-hmm. She is making Jesus lunch. That's right. Which sounds like one of the most important things you could do. So she's right. busy preparing and serving, but her sister Mary is sitting at Jesus's feet mm-hmm. and 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 soaking in the words he's saying. And Jesus says this to Martha. He says, "Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, mm-hmm. but only one thing is necessary." Right. He says, "Mary has chosen what is Better, right. And it won't be taken from her. Mm-hmm. And I always cling to this of when I'm praying through like, is this a good thing? Is this a God thing of the better thing will always have me mm-hmm. at Jesus's feet. That's right. mm-hmm. And whatever I'm doing that's causing me to be anxious and troubled is normally not the better God thing. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm if I'm busy and I'm doing things on my own strength and power, it, it's it might be a good thing but it's probably not the better God thing. And I've just looked for the principles of scripture to guide that. Mm -hmm. I think of a recent example in our lives is this heart for the house season as a church where you and Pastor Todd challenged everyone, just pray and ask God, what does he want you to give to move forward this vision? And I remember when Jonathan and I prayed and we felt like we had, you know, the number, you know, in our minds, a good thing is reaching the financial goals we have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the different things we want to do as a family and, but the better God thing wow. is what scripture says, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And those who sow generously are going to reap generously. Mm-hmm. And the the principles of scripture guided us yeah. to choose the God thing, mm-hmm. which is ultimately the better thing that yeah. he has for us. Wow.
0: I wish I was as wise as you when I was as <laughs> young as you.
2: Like, Well, I, I have <laughs> some, some great people around me helping me out. <laughs> I, I'm like... I'm just kind of in awe right now. I'm getting to benefit went, from the oh others at goodness. the table. So.
0: Well, awesome. <laughs> That's so beautiful. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. And you know what I love about the story about mary and martha i never saw this before but as i studied it a little bit deeper is that in jesus time most women weren't allowed to sit at the feet of yeah. jesus and so he was honoring mary as a woman and saying that that you can learn of me you can yeah. you know you can come close and i i love that that jesus did that and that and that, that when we sit at his feet that it is such an honor and right. I never want to lose that awe of that. You know, I, I love how both of you, as we've been talking, there's just been so much scripture. And so um, the the word of God is just so ingrained in your heart. And Joy, you always have a verse for me when I'm getting ready to preach or when I'm getting ready to travel, you'll send me a text and it's always the right word at the right time. And I love how God uses his word, his spirit and his people, Right. When it is the word of God that is richly in you that you send to me, (laughs) that is such an encouragement. This is just this is just how He works. You know, I've heard it said that that we we don't just read don't just read your Bible, but let the Bible read you, let the Word of God read you. And and you know, there might be some people out there that are listening, and and this isn't how they see the Word of God, right? It, It seems like an ordinary book they're reading it, but but they want the Bible to come alive, but it just hasn't yet. They haven't experienced that yet. What What would you share with them? What would you share with them yeah. if the word has just hasn't become this living, active, breathing part of their everyday life? Yeah,
2: and I have definitely had times right. that I have felt like this. <laughs> I I remember a specific time in high school, where I was you know, starting to learn to read the Bible and I had a mentor at church and I'd always go to her and I'm like, no, I do not understand what this means. And I will never forget the analogy she gave me She asked me, Natalie, when you eat lunch today, can you tell me the chemical reaction that happens and all the processes that food goes through to nourish your body? I'm like, no, I have no idea. And she's like, but you still eat. Right. And it still nourishes your body, even though you might not understand what's happening. And she just encouraged me. She's like, keep reading. Yeah. Like, keep showing up that God is going to nourish your soul and nourish your emotions Mm. and, and take you on a journey. And I'm so grateful that I didn't stop. We talk about that in our journey experience. Pastor Julie, you have a hilarious video. I love every time about training versus trying. So anyone listening, if you haven't taken the journey, I feel like we won't give it away. You have to, you have to see this video about your half marathon. But I love that concept of sometimes mm-hmm. we can just try so hard, but maybe if we had a training mindset right. and we got, you know, accountability around us and someone to to mentor and speak in. And I think at Christ Fellowship, we have so many resources Mm -hmm. of joining a sisterhood group. Mm -hmm. One of our summer So Good podcast groups Mm -hmm. to be in or take one of our classes like Foundations of Faith to really start to understand God's word. And even there's so many reading devotional plans that help if you're looking to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Lisa Harper, who is a recent guest, has so many great Bible studies that, you know, Mm -hmm. if I read the book of Job on my own, I would be so confused. But when I do Lisa Harper's (laughs) job study, I'm like, this makes sense. I can apply this to my life. Mm -hmm. I love what you and Emma talked about on the podcast of apply it, Mm -hmm. of of do what the scripture says. And you talked about that of sometimes Mm -hmm. God might be silent. Just go back to the last thing he said. Mm -hmm. And
1: that's something I try to do every time I read. Um, I think the first thing I thought of was expect God to speak, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Birthdays are a big thing in our house, and my forty-nine-year-old special son is already planning his. He doesn't turn forty-nine until August, and he's already planning his fiftieth. So that would be which is going to be jump out of an airplane.
0: Come on, Jeffrey. So yes, Jeffrey.
1: Yes. So anyway, (laughs) you're going to have to jump with him. That's the question. Most of us are like that. I mean, the the expectation is almost as good as the event itself. And so I, I like to come to my Bible reading with an expect, a sense of expectancy. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, I'm ready. And there's this beautiful verse in Psalms 119:18 that says, open my ears and open my eyes to see all the wonderful things. Some of them say wonderful truths in your word. And that's my prayer when uh-huh. I, I say, okay, God, here we go. You know, we're going to read. Job today, <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm. and just say, there's stuff in here that I need to see, so please, I'm, I'm expecting you to tell yeah. me something. And when he does, I, I'm an editor, and I love words, and I love to read, but I don't retain what I'm reading very well. And so one of the things I do is I underline a lot. If you mm-hmm. look through any of my Bibles, you'll see that there's just lots and lots of underlines, and that's to help me remember what I read. And if God really speaks to me, I even write in the margins sometimes. And then I have a journal that I keep too. Yeah. So actually, that helps me to retain what He says yeah. and and make it really personal. Because a lot of times there's a date written in there. Oh, I remember why God gave, you know, God spoke to me through that verse that day. You know, I love everything about the Bible. I remember your pastor coach Tom coming out one time on the platform with his Bible, and he says, I just love this Word. And, you know, that's how my Mm -hmm. father was, too. And I have learned to just love God's Word because Mm -hmm. there is it is just so rich. I don't understand it all, and that's okay, Mm -hmm. because when we get to heaven, we will. But it is just a beautiful, beautiful way that God really speaks to us. One other thing, when the kids were small, on vacations, we had to memorize us just a whole section of Scripture. And I mean, didn't have to. I mean, that was our thing. That was part of, you know, in the morning, we memorized one. I remember we memorized a Psalm 100. Psalm 23 is a great one yeah. to memorize with children. You just think of the kind of confidence that builds in a child. Right. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not want. And surely goodness and mercy all the beauty of that psalm will stay with them forever and and we can all quote it i mean all my kids can quote it and those and other psalms too and now and we had a cousin camp for our grandchildren and did the same thing and of course they got rewards mm-hmm. for you know how you do with kids mm-hmm. and but the real reward is that they will remember right. those words and you really yeah. hide it in their heart and that will come alive mm-hmm. as they grow older and mm-hmm. face whatever i love that i love that hide them in your heart yeah, <laughs> you've been doing that with your yes. with your
2: little one. It's funny, my three year old Clay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what he absorbs and learns from CF kids on Sundays. Yeah. But he said the other day, I you know corrected him on something. He looked at me. He said, "You're not my best friend anymore." I <laughs> said, "Oh, Clay." I'm like, "Do you remember your Bible verse?" And he you know does his motions. A friend mm-hmm. loves mm-hmm. at all times, and like he remembers wow. it. And we you know can talk about. So I love that. So young, it's true that we can help them learn and apply. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about the word of God is Mm -hmm. that, you know, joy. I
0: mean, you are as you're vintage, you're not old, but through every season, like that clay, a three-year-old can have the truth of God in his heart. Mm -hmm. And then for you, the depth and the layers of just living, like living out the truth of God's word to Mm -hmm. see that his word is true that he is faithful through and through at every stage, every season, you know, that we walk through. And I think that's what I, I find so beautiful is, you know, when you were saying earlier um about just getting a plan and and reading the word. I know there have been many days I've I've come expectant and and I haven't really gotten much out of my Bible reading. I I, I want to, but I don't get much out of it. But When you show up day after day, I remember I was just going through a particularly dry season a couple months back, and and one morning I came out of my quiet time, and I literally told Todd, I said, I... I feel like I just got like the best revelation, not because, you know, I'm that smart or that special It's just because of just showing up the last three weeks of my Bible study, something finally just clicked and came to life. And that's, that's what happens, you know, that, that when we enter into training, it's not, it's not this one time revelation. It's just about brick by brick, you know, day by day just building something in our lives that is going to last forever. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned Psalm 119 and Psalm 119:105 it says that the word is a lamp to our feet, it's a light to our path. And I was just wondering if maybe there was one verse that either lit your path for a season or has lit your path for a lifetime that you would want to share.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite is in Psalm or Proverbs chapter four. And this is something I've always clung to when I'm trying to make a decision or at a crossroads. And it says, let your eyes look directly ahead of you. Fix your gaze directly before you. Keep your eyes straight ahead. It says, be careful and give thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Don't Uh turn to the right or the left. Keep your feet from evil. And just reminding myself, keep my eyes locked. If I can keep my eyes locked on Jesus... Everything I need is going to be there. I don't need to look to the right. I don't need to look to the left. That God's going to show up there. And even that verse in Psalms 119 of the whole path might not be lit up. That's right. But there's Mm -hmm. a promise there's going to be light at my feet Mm -hmm. so I can be confident and have clarity where I'm standing, even if I feel like I can't.
0: Right. see all the way to mm-hmm. the end. That's so good. And he gives
2: us enough light to take the next step. Yes.
0: that's And, and then he shows up every time we take the next step. Absolutely. He's waiting for us in our future. That's so good. Joy, what about you?
1: So my life verse is Nehemiah 8, 10. The joy of the mm-hmm. Lord is your strength. Yes. And that has literally become true in my life. It's not denying the hard places and the tough stuff. And we've had plenty yes. along the way. but. God has been so faithful, and that's something to rejoice about. And it gives, He is the source of my joy. Yes. So, in this process, the joy of contentment has come, the joy of generosity has come, the joy of worship Mm. has come, and even the joy of being alive at the age of 81. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is a gift and every day you know it's not a superficial joy right it's a deep abiding presence of god that that brings me joy that's mm-hmm. so good and you the joy of the lord is our strength and you have
0: just imparted strength into so many people because you know i'm i'm going to have to have you come back because <laughs> i know some of the challenging things that you've walked through and just even the challenges of the last couple of years but to watch you lean into joy, to worship with joy, and to continue to find God's strength in every single season has been so beautiful to watch. And so I'm definitely going to have you come back. But this has been so rich, so beautiful. And, you know, God's word is true. We can stand on it, we can plant our feet on it, and we can count on him to direct every step of our path. So thank you ladies for for being a part of this. I can't wait for our listeners to, to hear just what God's doing and is continuing to do in your lives. And thank you all for listening to the podcast today. We're so glad that you joined in. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. We've got an amazing lineup for the rest of season six. Catch you next week on the So Good Sisterhood Podcast.
2: We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's always doing a new thing. What step are you gonna take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend, or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.